Hello there, D&D aficionados and good peoples of the role-playing pantheon. Welcome to... Vampires from a Chimney! Part 2 A Crimson Nid podcast that will journey with four wayward adventurers into the heart of the Southlands, a land of mystery and adventure, where riches and dangers await those brave enough to cross the wild expanses. My name is Stacy and my player and game master handle is Dagobah. The campaign setting is Southlands from Cobalt Press. We are using the D&D 5e rule set, and we game using Fantasy Grounds Virtual Tabletop. So, no more to be said. Let's just sit back, stay tuned, and enjoy. That requires muscle movement, which you've don't got. Your irises is about the only thing. If you push him, you do notice that his arms kind of retract a little bit up to the point you're like, geez, you could you can push his arms all the way into his shell. That's weird. <laughs> can, can we bend them like at the elbow joint? Can you bend them? My thought on paralysis was like, you know, is it rigor mortis no, or it's not rigor no, mortis? It's not. I, I don't know. No, that's that's why people people were buried alive because they were just limp. They were dead, basically. No movement, nothing. But you can still move them yeah. just normally. Okay. So yeah, you can maybe maybe we should bury him alive. <laughs> <laughs> the only part of my body that's still working, which is my irises, makes my pupils expand a lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um Norbert, can you blink one for yes and two for no? His brain goes, You idiots. I'm paralyzed. I can't move anything. Why can't you hear me? Okay, move your eyes to the left for yes and to the right for no. You idiot. I'm paralyzed. <laughs> I can't move anything. Why can't well, you, you hear can... me? So I thought he could move his eyes. You said he could move his eyes. No muscle movement. Zero. No muscle he can't movement. move the eyes. So... He can't move the lids. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah, I guess in irises and pupils as muscles as well, isn't it? No, yeah, but there's different types no. of muscles. So they're the ones that react to um, to senses. Okay, like maybe they are, light, actually. That kind of thing. Yeah. Okay, we said the irises is all that's going to move, so that's all that moves. Yeah, got the irises, the heart's still beating, and I can breathe. That's about as good as it's going to get. But my brain's working overtime. Okay, um, stop breathing for yes, and keep breathing for no. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to have to look up smooth muscle type to find out what they really are. I love it. That's great. I'm going with that. You have to hold your breath for yes and breathe for no. You really want to go there. Okay. <laughs> he did. Let's go there. Uh, are you paralyzed? I hold my breath for yes. <laughs> Is he holding his breath? It's hard to say. He's got a friggin' shell around him. How can you bloody tell? <laughs> I don't think we can work with this. Let's just push him along. He'll get back sooner or later, surely. He is very heavy. He's really heavy. I start breathing knowing 450 pound of me. But, but on the shell, if we push you? You could push him along. It would be difficult terrain for sure. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. Me, I would have extreme difficulty pushing him. Yes, yeah, that's true. We did pick up a... Or two ropes even, right? So, Clicker is going to go ahead and use her hempen rope to... An important if, police system. If, yeah, yeah. There, there's, there's some sort of contraption that she's going to come up with. She, seeing, seeing the turtle in front of her, probably has a better image of than than I have right now. Probably with so, total um, disregard, I would suggest that Clicker would probably, not having a great relationship with the turtle, would see that both of his legs are poking out, and figure that just by tying a slip knot in the rope and putting it around one leg and another rope that he finds in 
the turtle's bag around the other leg. They can drag the turtle with slip knots around his leg down the uh, down the path. Yeah, except they don't think any of that because Norbert is unable to communicate any of that. Right. The rope is 50, 50 feet. Rope is 50 feet, so she's probably going to build some sort of... I mean, she's going to tie both ends on one side and the other side of the shell somehow. So either she's going to try to reach into the shell and lead the rope through it. So the rope pulls onto onto the shell. So going going in in through the through the armhole, coming out of the leg hole, and then just tying a rope, uh, tying a knot. Long story short, I have no problem with yep. you guys improvising a way to pull Norbert okay. along. My question is, right. what do you do with the rapier with a black tar substance on it? I want to go back to him putting the rope down the inside of Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do with the rapier? We'll just wipe the tar on his shell. <laughs> that works. Yeah, wipe the tar on the shell. That's fine. Just on his back, like just wipe it on there. If a dragon tries to eat him, it's going to be screwed. Clicker picks up the rapier. Yeah, and while and while Clicker has got me on the back and is passing her arm down the inside of my shell, of course, certain parts of my body might get different. Is there? A- <laughs> Is there a loss of bladder control? Right. No. <laughs> I was thinking. I was thinking. Yeah. Your. I mean, he can breathe, so some 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 muscles still work, apparently. Yeah, some muscles are working while that bird's rummaging around on the inside of my shell. Okay. She's just egging you on. I'm gonna I'm gonna call that that part of of the conversation here and just move on to. She's going to wipe the rapier off at some, on some, some plants. Okay. I'm just going to mention something to Volan to read your chat window. Any thoughts? Oh. Yeah, Volan definitely looks at it. and He takes... Before you wipe it off on the plants, he like holds your arm. He takes out like a bedroll, like pulls off a piece of the bedroll, and then he like takes a stick, and then he like shoves it into. So he's like wrapping it kind of like a package in a cloth. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And uh, he puts it in his pocket. And he goes, "This could be useful." You do have, if you look at your kit, you do have stuff. Oh, the kit has like gloves and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, he like actually uses the kit, takes it like in a vial. Yeah. Can we can we paralyze things with this? I mean, apart from Norbit. If it, if this can paralyze Norbit, it could probably paralyze most things. <laughs> Do we need it for anybody else but Norbit? I think this is very good, one way or another. <laughs> oh, inspiration point, absolutely. All right, clicker, take your inspiration then. Thank you. I mean, I could use it on the tip of my uh, arrow to uh, possibly paralyze anything that tries to attack us. So if you're going to collect more, you could tie uh, dexterity to your kit and you could try that. If you want to collect more. We, we, we seem to be in a safe area, so this may be worth, it may help us survive wherever we are. If you want me to spend some time here, I could try to collect some more for us. You do that, Volan. Sounds like a good idea. Yeah. If you want to spend time, then I'll allow you to do a, a taking 20. Uh, yeah, we'll do that. Because uh, we'd rather not have two people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that'll be fine. Maybe Norbert wakes up. You haven't figured out what this is just yet. You need a little bit more time to work it out. Perhaps when Norbert gets back to his senses, you guys can actually work out the the finer bits of this. But you'll be able to collect and fill two vials of this. Two vials of tar. I 
we'll add that. I put the item oh. inside the party sheet. You can take that and then at a later point, you can try to figure out what it is to figure out exactly how and what it can do for you. Is it the flower? Yes. Okay. So basically him taking that time, another hour passes. It's still the morning, probably about 7.30 in the morning now. In that time, Clicker has managed to fashion a means of pulling Norbert along and it's slow going pulling Norbert along. You, you manage to make your way up to where the, the mushrooms are and it's slow enough that, you know, before that took you half an hour to get past that mushrooms, it's now taking you a couple of hours. Norbert was basically, after the third hour, he just slowly starts to get his movement back. And you're just about 75 feet away from where you'd seen that push-upping of the soil. So it paralyzes for a whole, like two or three hours. Yeah, he was paralyzed for three hours. Wow. Um, when I see him starting to stare a little bit, no, but can you talk? Yeah, but nothing else is working. Did we get? Some... He, was, he was me expecting you to slur, but no. I'm sorry. I was. I was. I, was, I can't talk now. I just. I think. <laughs> I just. I just need a couple more brandies, and I'll be fine. I think. I think I'm okay. I just need to. To. Uh, to. To. Yeah. Are we getting close to the mound now? Do you think we should get some stuff from the mushrooms as well? You pass by, you're approaching, getting closer to the mound, you pass by the mushrooms. You were completely out of it when you went by. In your mind, you're thinking, oh God, man, collect the mushrooms, collect the mushrooms. But unfortunately, you're unable to communicate. But I can talk now. As you're talking to him, Thorn, something on the edge of his attention catches your ear, and you hear the following. It's secret. I can't let them know. What? This is what you hear, uh, and it's coming closer. A friendly creature. You hear at least... It's getting closer and you hear at least two very distinct sounds within that. Or at least pitches, I guess. Okay. Okay, and I'll, any questions? Uh, no. Any roll you want to make? Oh, I guess I could try and work out what it sounds like. Yep. And I would say at this one, you can, based on what Norbert had said yesterday, and as you're approaching this, you can do this roll at advantage. Is it nature? Yeah. There you go. You weren't, you know, when you got there yesterday, you hadn't been thinking so much. You mean, you were just focused more on the following the trail of the dryads. But as you're approaching and you, it's been a, a pain in the ass pulling Norbert along and the sounds hit you, for the moment you're, you don't even think you really heard it. And then you hear the, some patterns and you, you're like, oh shit, you know that sound. You'd heard about it before in your studies as people where you were studying in the schools of Perbastet. You remembered hearing some of the scholars talking about the race of insectoid people, and you think this is Tuscully speech. Tuscully speech. Okay. Yeah, Tuscully. Would that mean that Volan would already understand that? He, I think, was. Was that just reading? Reading, yes. Yeah. Ah, okay. Because he took that Eldritch thing for for recognizing printed words. Right. 
So what you know about the Tuscali is you do know, I mean, very much like Three King in Ferun, very similar. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm happy to head over now. Okay. So, um, when we're um, discussing things, I, I look around the others and go, quickly, hide, hide behind the paralyzed turtle. I think we're hearing some creatures coming out of that um, hole in the ground. Oh, you can't, you can't leave me just lying here like this while the creatures come out and get me. I can't defend myself. Is it obvious what hole he means and where it is? I point to the hole. I wouldn't know where it is. It was tough to find appropriate maps. So this, remember, this is a cylinder that's 15 feet across. So theater of the mind a little bit on this map because clearly that's not that's not quite the case worn path is still the same yes i know it curves but best i could do all right so the the total um gathers all his strength and drags himself into his shell all right so you had heard that and sorry, I, I missed what you were saying, Thorn, when I was pulling the map up. What did you say? I was saying um, basically that uh, it sounds like there's some sort of strange insects coming out of the hole. Or something's coming out of the hole. It's uh, worrying him. We all have to hide behind um, Norbert as, as a cover. <laughs> With that perception check, you would know that it's coming from past the hole, further along the trail. Ah, okay. Then past the hole further along the trail. Um, I also pull out my bow okay. uh, and arrow. Maybe this is the time where Clicker mimics do, 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 and then just kicks the shell towards whatever comes along the path and it just starts sliding it, and knocks everything over. Is it blue, green or red? Blue. Uh, it's probably, probably a red <laughs> one. You guys can if give me your initiatives then. And initiatives it is. because Thorn has picked up that sounds right away. When you said that Thorn were you whispering or No, no, I would have I wouldn't be um, saying it too loud, but loud enough for these guys to hear. Okay. Let me see. Hmm, all right. You guys will get a surprise round. As you notice, two insect-like creatures have are coming back along the trail, and they're moving at a, a fair pace. And they look like that. Oh my god, they're horrible. Kill it with fire. Them squeaking. Okay, so Thorn, you're up first. What are you gonna do? All right, so I step up. Yep. You probably want a lock token. Oh yes, sorry. Um, so I'm within uh, normal range of the bow and take a pot shot at the one closest. So I know this is curved. The only reason I'm going to say this is because remember we're in a 15 foot diameter tunnel. So basically five feet to either the left and right of the trail. And yes, it's curved, but just for the theater of the mind, just, you know, the curve is a straight line. Well, I mean, we could, um, or be moved. Yeah, no, that's fine. Anyway, he takes a shot. Yep. All right, so you fire. So is it with advantage or not? Is surprise advantage? I can't remember. Is it? I'm not sure. I think so. Surprise, I do not believe is advantage. It's if you're a rogue, it gives you advantage. Yeah, it's just you get the yeah. round. The first round is on you. Yeah, it doesn't okay. provide advantage. 
So you fire your arrow and you smash with this new short bow, you manage to smash into the creature that is further along the trail. And then I step back. Okay. And I'm done. Okay. Clicker. Mm -hmm. So for me, this would theoretically give the ability to sneak attack. If I was ever in range, I mean, I'm not, but just in case, so I understand. I believe so. Okay. Oh, but I'm not in range anyway, so Clicker <laughs> just stands next to the sh shell and readies her rapier and waits. So you if, could... Are you readying an action then? Yeah. If anything gets in range, it's good. she's going to stab it. Okay. And pass your turn. Anything hostile. Yep. Volan, what are you doing? Volan uh, is going to do much the same. It's going to step in front of the turtle. So I picture it kind of standing next to uh, Clicker, like in, in the path. Like we could stand shoulder to shoulder, right? Yep. Yeah, so we'll stand shoulder to shoulder in front of the turtle, and I will ready my action to strike at anything hostile that comes in range. Okay. And pass your turn. Pass my turn. Oh, combat tracker. Yep. Anymore. Orbit. Nobody's going to attempt to cast a spell because he's. Okay. <laughs> Upside down and semi-conscious and can barely move. No, no. You're not paralyzed anymore. I would have left the condition on you if you were. I'm prone. And I'm on the ground. And I'm... Okay. And aren't I sort of semi-paralyzed? Not anymore. Okay, in that case, I'm just prone on the ground and I'm going to bless all of my companions. So you cast this spell, and then you shrink inside your sh your shell. Okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm incredibly brave. Okay, cool. And, yep. Yeah. All right, Thorn, you're up again. Okay, I'll do the same dance. Okay. So, so I move up, so I'm in range, and then move back, so I'm not going to bother moving myself this time. Ooh, you blasted into it. Uh, just another roll of one. Still, it's pretty good. One, uh, four damage. It's, it's all right. All right. Norbit, inside your shell, you hear your companion pull the arrow, his uh, shortbow twice and release a couple of arrows. What are you going to do? I am just going to maintain my concentration so that the bless keeps working and... Just pass to the next person. All right, clicker. Ready action. Same as before. And wait. Okay. All right. You hear... I think we skipped ball in there because we both nope. clicked next turn. No. Okay. You did not. The clicking... The sound of the chatter increases as the creature quickly starts moving up. Volan. As they move in sight, are they holding weapons? Like, what's their... You can see them inside their hands. They just have their... their exoskeleton. Yeah. Okay. Pointy bits of their exoskeleton is what you see. Um... We're, we're, we're a team of smart individuals, so I'm going to continue the pattern of stay ready action. When they come in a distance, I will strike and turn. Okay. Well, you're up again, so ready to action maintains. Mm. Okay. You should, you should leave us. We want no trouble. And you're saying that in common? Yeah. It comes, oops, 
right up. So you may you may take your ready action. I will certainly do so. With my copper. Does it look hostile? We just shot two arrows at it. <laughs> or does it look like it's gonna start some 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 you shot that's right. They did not pause. They've just moved quite quickly in your direction. You can see that they're... It seems like they're moving quite quickly. It looks... When when Thorn brought the, the attention of them, when he brought them to your attention, and when you notice them, you would notice that they seem to be speeding up. Okay. That is a critical miss. Ouch. Whereas Clicker gets a dirty 20 and smacks into it does a good bit of damage to it. It looks pretty bad. You get sneak attack on that too. Yes, because your companion is beside right. you. Yep. Ooh. So that just is a d6. 1d6 on level 2. Yeah. Yeah, roll that in the chat window and then drag it on top of it. Yeah, that's cool. 1 is 1. How do I drag drag that one and drop it on top of it on the map or in the combat tracker either way so from the chat window just left click and i did okay maybe i gotta but do it then it's 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 not damage so i think it's not gonna apply because that's just a d6 right there mm -hmm. i dropped it on top of it and it, it worked okay you notice that with your Dagger strike, it looks bloodied now. That was a rapier. But yeah, let's go. Okay. So it... That was... It moved up. It dashed, okay. And this one moves up beside its companion. And it didn't dash. So it comes and it tries to slash at you with its claws, clicker. And it connects. Does the ready action, when the trigger happens, does that use up a reaction? No. Well, it was your action. That's a good question. Ready to actions are not reactions. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they are. You change. So you use an action to ready ready something, and then it uses it as a, as a reaction to actually do it. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I can't use. Mm, I, I don't have anything to use anyway. I'm no longer level six or whatever. Okay. All good. Your turn. Oh, you are correct. It does use a reaction. So there you are. Your turn, clicker. Flicker gets pierced with the claw and tries to retaliate against the attacker this time and does a lunge forward to pierce it with the rapier. Okay. Go for it. Oh, and you smash into it, piercing into it. And with that single stroke, it wasn't your best stroke, but... Because, I mean, it was only a... Um, what did you roll? You rolled a freaking four. With a bless, making it a six. And then your modifier brought it up to a 13, which was a hit. So it wasn't the best of strikes, but it did the trick. So what exactly happened that you managed to kill it? A clicker was, was screaming out in pain. Not even mimicking a sound, but just doing her regular crow sound voice. And then angrily lunged forward and pierced right underneath the the head segment of the of the insect. Okay. Cool. And when you did do that, certain parts of its exoskeleton, not sure where exactly it was that you needed to go, but just by luck you managed to do something that was serious and a bunch of Insect goo comes sliding down your your rapier as, as your rapier your rapier as it's 
eyes seem to dull. It is blessed, so it is a rapier. <laughs> For sure. Terrible, but okay. All right, you can pass your turn. Do you want to take away my, my inspiration again? No. <laughs> i give him another one. All right, Thorn, you're up. All right, I'll take a pot shot at the last one. Is there any uh, cover issues, or I got a free shot? Nah, between with Norbert in his shell, you'd be fine. But with big, big, massive Volan, who is six foot something, and Clicker, yeah, you'd be at a minus two to shoot through them. Okay. Unless you wanted to move up to the side of Clicker, and then that's what you meant by your pot shot. Well, I would try and get it so it's um, not. If I could have a shot, then I can't. Yeah. Okay. So you just you move so that. You quickly move into place so you don't have to deal with cover things. Sure, go for it. I go to about there, I guess. Yep. And you blasted a dirty 20, smashing into it as well. So I take another shot and then I'll move back again. You get to do a second shot, right on. Cool. No, 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 not a second shot. I've taken my shot and then I step back. Oh, I thought, wow, two shots at level two. That's phenomenal. That would be awesome, but yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> All right, Norbit. He's just going to maintain concentration while lying on his back. You hear the cry of something as you hear the slash slashes of battle and then a strange noise of... that one just ends up abruptly. Your turn again, Clicker. Again, this time knowing where to strike. She lunges forward again and again tries to go underneath the head segment. This one is a sneak attack, right? Okay. Oops. This time getting in close with your fish rapier, you do some eviscerating work. How did you take the life of this one? Oh, just the same precision work, <laughs> knowing exactly what she was going to do this time and probably just a little more tilted even to, to pierce through the head instead of just through the neck area. Yeah. And on the back of the head, the rapier <laughs> comes out again and... She lunges backwards as she pulls out the rapier. What? Is there more? There could be. Keep, keep an eye out. The forest gets quiet once more. It's, it's quiet for a bit as you guys stand there, prepared. No other sounds come. Are they all dead? I'm pretty sure they're dead. Clicker leans down, and they did have hair on their exoskeleton in places, right? That's what I saw in the image. You want me to re-show it again? Uh, sure. I'm just verifying that they actually look exactly like that. Like that. Yeah, they do. Oh, that doesn't look hairy. Okay, never mind then. Then she's just gonna... Wipe the rapier off on her boots and resheathe it. Okay. Did did we actually get sheaths or whatever they're called no. for for Okay. Never mind. She's just gonna but the clothes that you do have, like travelers' clothes, your special clothes, they have belts. Yeah, right. So she's just gonna stick it on the inside of her belt. I am going to see if I can get any of those arrows, if any of them are still useful. You can you collect half. So round it up or round it down? Uh, I think it's always rounded down. Okay, so I get one back. Yeah. Norbert's going to pop his head out of his shell. Have a look around. Good job, Norbert. Thanks, Fallon. <laughs> and he's going to stand up. He's a bit shaky, though. Still shaking off the effects of the uh, paralysis. Well, that was an unusual move there, uh, Norbert. I'm glad you like it. 
one more thing to uh sorry thorn i'll just drag you into the channel again okay so me saying that you'd heard about scholars talking about that language which you knew then was the sound of the Tuscali. part of some of the things that you'd learned when you were listening in on that conversation that you recalled was that there were certain things about Tuscali that although they talked about language there were certain things about the Tuscali that were of high interest you remember hearing them talk about something called a jelly and something about a resin and something about they mentioned something about weapons of sorts and when you look at this creature, I mean, you can certainly see that, I mean, in the picture it shows hands, but you can also see what looks like, I'm gonna show you here. Give me a minute. There's this thing around the back. At least that's what it looks like. No, oh, on its tail, yeah. But what you notice is the following. Something like that looks like that about its arm. And as it's, as it was dying, you noticed that the spur kind of just slowly retracted back into its wrist. So that was like some sort of sword kind of implement thing that's part of its... Something like that. You're not sure. I mean, you'd seen this, you remember hearing something about to some odd things about Tuscully, about how the scholars wanted to get their hands on these things so you know they exist you don't know much more about it so they the scholars are after this sort of retractable blade yes as well as something called a jelly and it's something called a resin right okay thank you okay no, no more questions uh well, i can't think of anything you could potentially give me... Are you trained in medicine? I am not. Okay, no. The point I'm getting at is I'm thinking there are these things. You observe that about the spur, but in terms of jelly and resin, how much you know something more about that in terms of intuiting something? I guess that would be insight, I suppose. Well, I'm, I'm trained in that one. Yeah, all right. So an 11, or no, sorry, a 13. Okay. So you'd heard, I mean, you'd seen, the, you'd heard about the resin and the jelly and the spur, and you think that what you've seen retracting, I mean, it certainly looked like a spur, the resin and jelly, you don't see anything about it. Maybe you could if you investigated a little bit more and kind of did a little bit of an aut autopsy. Maybe you might, it might become more evident to you. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. Okay. With, with these creatures that, that I've heard about, um, are they typically uh, uh, evil in nature or uh, like usually attack on the first sight? You hadn't heard... At the time when you had heard about this, this was, I would say it's, it was not like days before you're kidnapped because you were kidnapped in a separate city from where you were learning. You had gone to, I think, Sefsef is where you said you were, is where you got kidnapped. I think so, yeah. Yeah. So this would have been years prior to being kidnapped. So you struggle with a remembering a lot that you'd known about this. You just remembered, you know, the sound was something that was odd enough that it made you recall that memory, which brought in, you know, a little bit more about these other details. But other than that, there's not much known. Or at least that was not a focus of your studies enough that you um, looked into it with any more detail. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Cool. We're back. Um, sorry, what was the name of the creature again? Because I was Tuscully. Tuscully. Um, okay, I, I've heard a little bit about these beasts. They're called Tuscully. They're a strange uh, in insectoid race. Um, the, the people I um, studied with uh, were interested in some of the items on them. Um, I noticed um, 
that have a strange like a sharp spur that could be considered a, a weapon um the, those scholars were interested in claiming that you'd be happy if i try to retrieve it do i perhaps know something now that he mentioned the name do they i mean if if they live underground for example in sewer systems etc in urban areas no. Do they hap happen to occur there, or are these forest dwellers? I think everybody, in general knowledge, would be that this race exists within their hives throughout the Southlands. And everybody's aware, has heard that the these ant-like creatures live in hives. It's also known that people, animals, creatures, beasts, usually stay well away from those hives. But there's even some whisper that some brave people have even set up some trade ecosystems near or maybe even in the hives. But it's not, it's not like something that's very, very regular. It's not like a very normal trade area. But okay. in the sewers in the cities, never heard of that. Never heard of Tuscali being inside, especially the city that you come from. Not a whisper of something like that. Mm. So okay. you want to remove its head? Um, where where was the spur related? Was it on the arm? On the arm, yeah. Uh, I just want to uh, try and retrieve it out of the arm, if that's possible. Uh, sure, I will not stop you. You know that that would be really hard to do with just a dagger or a knife looking at its exoskeleton stuff like that and you would need time to actually because you've seen it retract but you would need probably a little bit more time than what you have or if you want to spend the rest of the afternoon attempting but you could certainly just hack its arm off with you know an axe possibly sure i i i tap tap on norbert say Hey, can you use that axe to uh, cut at the uh, elbow joint there and we'll deal with the rest of it later? I was just thinking that very same thing. All right. What the hell was that? Oh, I'm still crying. Three rolls. What, what, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm not quite sure what happened there. Is he, is he still exhausted? First off, are you still in your shell? I'm out of my shell and I'm standing up. Then maybe remove those effects. Thinking there might be a few things that are trying to... And once you've removed the effect of what you're looking at here would be a survival role as you try to use and wield your axe with the precision that Thorne is asking you to do. All right, and for the other arm? Okay. So with the first arm, Thorn, you indicate, okay, right here, and he gets up and he swings down, trying to break it at that precise point, but his aim is off, and it, it hits the arm just just below the, the elbow-ish joint, and it cracks open the, the exoskeleton and the thing inside is damaged so that's unrecoverable the other one he does manage to get it on the joint and i will drop that into the party sheet you would need time to take that forearm apart so I, i'm going to say right now with its weight there just double its weight because you're taking the full forearm in order to figure out how to get that other bit out yep that's fine Okay. The other stuff, it's not immediately evident from looking at its exoskeleton. Yeah, I'm not going to dig through the rest of it. Just, just that should be okay. Okay. Do we still have that fancy um, silken bed sheets rope? Yep, still got it. Okay. Good to know. Anything else you guys are doing? We're going to say, talk. Have we 
searched and rummaged around these creatures to see what they're carrying and all the rest of it. You can give me an investigation check. You go through and, I mean, it's very clear they've got an exoskeleton. They've got some odd-looking wings on their backs. Wonder why they didn't take flight. Not sure. When they were cutting at you, you do recall that there was some pokey bit that looked like a knife, but, I mean, you don't see it, so you think that whatever Thorn is after is probably the reason why, but there's nothing that you see on them like, there's no pockets or anything like this that is evident on them. Can I make a connection between them and the hole in the ground? They just walked straight over the top of it, didn't they? Yeah. Once you've seen the creatures, you recall you're thinking back to what your teacher told you and, yeah, you know, one plus one stuff here. So I know they belong to the hole in the ground. Yeah how they got through it i mean the hole is filled that's a surprise but you're you feel fairly secure or fairly confident that they came up from that hole yeah so yeah point out the guys that's a tuscali hole that's what they look like that's where they come from that's where they go back into and they weren't they haven't dropped anything they weren't sort of carrying something at least a uh, not, not like a, a luck sword or a Flaming longsword. <laughs> Holy Avenger? No. Holy Avenger. Unfortunately. I. Is there any indication as to why they weren't in their hole? What they were doing out of it? What kind of skill check do you think would give you that kind of information? Yeah. I would have thought it would have been a... a given that they're not carrying anything and they're not wearing anything. It'd be a perception. It'd be, um, or a history. What do I, uh, I don't, it doesn't matter. I was in my shell. I don't even recall them coming here. So I would know nothing about it. Okay. Anything else you guys wanted to do then? Uh, Volan's going to walk up to the hole. Okay. <laughs> you walk up to the hole. And just kind of peer into the, it's filled in. Is it? Like, it's filled in. It's loose dirt, but it's loose dirt with some large rocks protruding from it. It comes up to about knee height, the protrusion that comes up from the ground. But it's mostly dirt that you could easily push out of the way with your foot. It doesn't really know what to make of it. Okay. He looks back and shouts out, Well, I think we should continue on. There may be more around this area. Yeah, there could be. We need to be careful. Okay. Are you guys just going to continue on then? It works for me. I think so. Yeah. Are we calling it tonight? A little bit more. Just a, t- a tad more. All right. Before we call it. So, as you guys continue up the path, you're moving along, being a little bit more careful, hyper or at least aware that there could be more. At one point, you start hearing some voices coming from ahead. You travel probably at this point, how much is a mile? 300, 3,000 feet? 5,280. Okay. It's about 1,600 meters. Okay. I was just wondering if I needed to adjust what this meant here. So you travel about a quarter mile. The grass in this part of the tunnel starts to get taller and it stands about three and a half feet tall. You start to feel a gentle breeze rustling through this grass and it carries and you're moving fairly quietly. It's still a little bit concerned. You hear the sound of a couple voices coming from the tunnel ahead. What are you going to do? Are these clicking like voices like the bugs or are they like actual voices? Can we make that out? With your perception... Lack thereof. Nah, it's not bad. It's average. So coming through, it's carrying on the on the breeze. You make out that it's Sylvan. And you hear one voice that says... And a definitely a masculine voice says that followed up by a female voice 
And then again, a masculine voice. And for those on the podcast, I will read what it says. But the male says in Sylvan, Oh, for the love of Elm Twinkle, Odithu, what human taught you to use a knife like that? Cut here! And the female responds, Found with your hooves, Pradish. I'm not listening to your tail swatting. You can forget me putting in a good word with Glynn. I know what I'm doing. And the male responds, You damn impertinent filly! And that is where we'll call it. Cool. Sounds like a bit of horseplay at the end there. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. The puns come. I should have just expected that. I should just know that right off the bat. Why the long face, Volan? Volan, Volan's about to go to work. I'm out, guys. Thank you very much for playing and running. <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> Clicker's out. That's too much. Too many puns. I'm done. Ciao. <laughs> yeah. Bye bye. See you, Clicker. See ya. Have a good yeah, one. See you, Ivan. I too am right behind you. I've got an early day tomorrow. Cheers, Mick. Catch you later. Hey. See you guys. Thanks, Tagaba. Thanks, guys. Take it easy. Later. Yeah. Bye. I'm Mick, and I play Norbit. Hi, my name is Ryan, also known as Unlucky Geek on Mixer. I'll be playing the Trollkin Warlock named Valen. Hello, my name is Atua, and I will be playing Thorn of the Tiefling Bard. This is Ivan, I'm 28, and I'm the community manager of Hammerdog Games. And I'm going to be playing Clicker, a Ravenfolk locksmith. And then there is me. I am Dagobah, and you're listening to a Crimson Nib podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at CrimsonNib or at Facebook.com slash CrimsonNib. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please rate and review me on Google Podcasts, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. So until next time, good people, adieu.